this is Deborah Anderson, the Black Woman Animator, coming back to you with another video. And this video is on my struggle with invisibility. Now first, I do want to provide a disclaimer. People regularly read too much into what I say sometimes because the world is full of people who don't say what they mean. So when I communicate things, people are trying to figure out these deeper meanings or what I'm not saying instead of taking what I'm saying at face value. So whatever I decide to say is what I actually mean. I'm not trying to leave the earth, I'm not depressed, I'm an introspective, intuitive person who tries to figure out things to become a better version of myself, and I also like to share so that others can see someone with similar experiences and not feel alone. So my struggle with invisibility is that in some instances I do want to be invisible and then in some instances I don't. So if we start at high school, um, high school was a thing. I don't really remember much about it and I've honestly gotten to the point I like I remember things but I've almost honestly gotten to the point where I've grown so much that whatever personality I had in high school I'm not connected with it so I would have to rely on people who knew me back in high school to tell me about my personality like I know about the events that I attended I know about the actions that I did, I know about the classes that I had, I know about the um, sports that I participated in, but I really don't know what my personality is or was other than on the surface level of being really quiet, um, not really being able to have a conversation, um, and then I was really smart and I played sports. so. Uh, luckily I wasn't bullied in school the only time I was bullied was when this guy liked me and he bullied me for maybe a week or two and but other than that I don't know if it was because I play sports but I wasn't really bullied but I also was not popular I, I liken it to po popular people are when you walk down the hallway and these people are saying hi to you and you don't know who they are but I knew a lot of people so I could walk down the hallway and I could say hi to a lot of people and they knew who I was so I wasn't popular but I did still know a lot of people because of the activities I was involved in and just by talking to people one thing that I can relate to invisibility in high school was that I felt really sorry for my prom date because on prom night we tried to go to a hotel party after prom and when we knocked on the door, they looked through the peephole and saw that it was me. And because I was not popular, they didn't let us in. But I also feel like if he had went there by himself, he would have gotten let, let in. And he was a good sport about it. Like he didn't really worry too much about it. And we just went to eat afterward. Um, but that is one kind of link to invisibility in high school. But other than that, um, I'll just like move on to college and how my uh my production like you know when you're a film major and you have to put your little production company at the end my company my fake company was called afterthought productions and so that was based out of the thought that people really when i was away like when i was in a group and then i went away people didn't miss me but when I came back that's when they realized I was gone so there was this thought that people didn't miss me I was an afterthought um, additionally when you're in college and you don't drink as much as other people or 
you don't participate in some of the same activities you don't get invited to as many parties and so um there's this idea of joining different groups to be able to belong but even in the group that you belong to you still don't belong and fast forward to present time where i don't drink at all and there's this thing with people where you tell them you don't drink only because they asked you what you want to drink and then they automatically think that you're judging them just because you said you don't drink and so that's interesting but going back to the idea of leaving a group and it not being recognized i did eventually use that to my advantage in some situations because um i realized that it was because of my what i call ninja like or cat like um not reflexes but how I move is very quiet and so even now I have to make a lot of noise and not to, in order to not scare people but um, you know it was beneficial when you want to do something like the Irish exit where you leave a party and you're, you don't want to say bye to a bunch of people because you then end up leaving a half hour later so you just kind of sneak out and you're gone and people don't really realize it and so that works. So that was the introduction to it. Now to go into some times where I did want to be invisible. Um, back during my freshman year of college, I created a program called Celebrating Diversity Through the Arts, which was meant to highlight minorities in the College of Imaging Arts and Sciences. So that was people who did film, fine art, furniture, danced, photography, all that type of stuff. And so I remember I did it the first two years of college and I had a lot of help from one of the people who worked at the college. I remember her asking me if I wanted to go up and speak, you know, to acknowledge that I created the event at the end of the event and I told her that I did not want to speak because at the core I'm a very behind the scenes type person where I like to get stuff done. I'm like the Cyrus Bean where I'm working behind the scenes and so um, back then I was like nope I just want to create a thing and then it work out and then I don't need to be acknowledged for it and so um, both times that I had the event I didn't speak on the mic another time I would have been okay with being invisible was when I lived in South Korea but that is very hard in a country where everybody's Asian and you're black <laughs> so um, I remember people used to give the advice of oh just pretend you're on a runway but that only works for personality types that like attention. So that never worked with me because I don't want you to be looking at me anyway. But I wasn't unrealistic about it. I mean, I understood that I looked very different. I'm black, um, had a big afro. Uh, a lot of people would ask me if I was taller than everyone. I don't generally feel like Koreans are shorter than any other culture. Uh, older Koreans are pretty short, but um, I'm just tall anyway, and so I, but I didn't feel like I was towering over everyone. But yeah, I just had so many reasons to be looked at, so it made sense. But I would have preferred to kind of be in the shadows. Another foray into wanting to be invisible is not sharing my birthday on Facebook or in real life. So I just have this thing where I want the people who remember my birthday to wish me a happy birthday. Um, but it is funny every year to kind of see, you know, family members and class, old classmates who know that me and my brother are twins. 
but they will go on his page and, and wish him a happy birthday and then not kind of click that, oh, he's a twin, so it's her birthday too, which I, I'm not offended by. I just find it hilarious that like all these people wish my brother a happy birthday and they are literally like family and know that we're twins and don't think to, to wish me a happy birthday. But it's it's like, it's literally whatever. I'm not offended by it. I just find it like really hilarious. <laughs> and as far as in real life, like, at my last job I made it through the first year without anybody knowing it was my birthday so success um, that was awesome but then the second year somehow people found out about it so there was two main people that knew it was my birthday every year and with one person we had an understanding that she would come up to me and just wish me a happy birthday and not make a big deal about it the other person there just was no guarantee on whether or not she would keep it quiet because she was very boisterous but she did end up leaving eventually um and the only thing is that i don't really just like all the hoopla about it because you're in the office and you're walking down the hallway and then somebody's like oh it's your birthday happy birthday and then they're like it's your birthday it's your birthday it's your birthday and it's just like yes you didn't care before she said it but yes it's my birthday and then it's just like a, a whole thing which is very unnecessary and i just don't want it <laughs> but the last couple of years of the people i was cool with we would go out for my birthday to lunch um i really enjoyed that um small intimate moments with people who are my friends i'm totally down for that and overall it's just a genuine thing for me like i just don't I find it unnecessary for a thousand people to be wishing me a happy birthday when they would have never thought of it. And I do acknowledge that, you know, if they do see it on Facebook and they took the time to write on your wall that that's a thing, that's a form of care. But it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> like, I just want, if you remember, and I don't hold it against anybody to remember my birthday. It's just like, if you remember, cool. If you don't, cool. Like, let's just move on. <laughs> So then there's the times where I don't want to be invisible. So one of those areas is relationships. And um, this is not a therapy session, so I won't even go into that right now. <laughs> the next area is in my art, but that's simply a point of producing more art um, and taking the time to do that. But in this arena, most of my time is spent um thinking about how people who have mastered the skill of like singing or playing an instrument and how particularly during you know this quarantine time they can hop on instagram live and just share their gift immediately and so trying to get to a point where i can share my gift with more um immediacy and be able to produce projects very quickly to be able to share or getting to the point where I am able to do like streamings on Twitch or something where I'm creating something and people are seeing my process and stuff like that. So that's an option for artists. But um, man, just to be able to like immediately go on Instagram Live and sing or play an instrument or make people laugh, like that's so powerful. And I'm just like, dang it my talent is not that immediate <laughs> so unnecessarily i think a lot about that but yeah 
Shout out to all the people keeping us entertained in the quarantine. So another area is this YouTube channel, actually. Um, it's an interesting dichotomy of both wanting to highlight others and also wanting to people to kind of see the power of me taking the time to highlight others. Um, it's not a very big need or want to be acknowledged for it, um, but I particularly notice it when I'm highlighting others, particularly men. And there are these comments about how they have shared all of this information um, and those comments are not on the other 100 videos where I have shared information. So um, that is just about, you know, kind of acknowledging why I created this platform and not getting too caught up in uh, needing to be acknowledged for it. Um, because I, I do have a comfortability in just giving others the spotlight and then being that per that person who can ask the questions that they're not usually asked. Um, I get a lot of inspiration from um, Hot Ones, the guy on Hot Ones, who, where people are always like, wow, that is a good question. I'm wondering how creepy I can get. What's the, what's the dude uh, that Kevin introduced me to, Nardwar? I don't know how creepy I want to get with my questions where I'm asking like, Oh yeah, this was your blood type. <laughs> I don't know if I want to get that deep, but I do want to try to ask questions that people have never been asked before. I have been lucky enough to see what people think of my platform by happenstance in other posts and whatnot, but um, there's not a lot of time where people put it where I can see it. And this is the perfect time to shout out tall Kevin01 for always commenting on my videos or showing love and having conversation under my videos. So shout out to you, Kevin. Another area where I don't want to be visible is in my career. At my last job, um, I kind of felt like if you put all the work me and my counterpart did up on the wall, they would have said he did it all. And it's not because of actuality, like they knew that I did work, but just in how they treated me, it was like, as, it was as if I did not do any work. I'm sure there's many people who feel like if you hired me to do the job, why are you simultaneously going to act like I can't do the job? So that is an area of my career where I prefer not to feel invisible because I have something to bring to the table and I have a skill set and I worked hard on that skill set. So please acknowledge me for it and act like I'm doing the work. The next area of not wanting to be invisible is networking. There's a list of reasons based on isms for people to not come up and talk to me at networking events. Um, sometimes it feels like no matter how impressive your introduction is, and it has to be impressive for even one person to want to come and speak to you sometimes, but no matter how impressive your introduction is, uh, there's not this human connection where they feel like they can still come up to you and talk to you. I liken it to if I did my introduction in Spanish and then the person responds, well, I can't speak Spanish, so we can't communicate. But for black people, it's a matter of people thinking that they have to communicate with us culturally, um, even though we're communicating clearly and 
I suggest like if you feel like you have to say yo or sister girl to talk to a black person, please stop doing that. Like if we communicate clearly, we're in a networking event, people communicate professionally, you don't have to culturally respond to us. We are humans just like you, we can communicate. We do code switch sometimes, but you're not genuinely code switching if you're if you're not from a culture where you say that naturally. We don't, you, you're not required to use slang vernacular to talk to black people. But that mindset is what I feel like kind of keeps people from talking to others. But also there's this grace um, that I understand that I have to have when communicating in the animation industry because the animation industry is also full of people who are either very anxious people or closed off personalities. So while you think someone is not communicating with you, uh, particularly an important person or a person who has a platform, why you think they're not communicating with you because um, you think that, that they think they're better than you, it could be that they're just a ball of anxiety and they just are not generally comfortable with communicating with anyone. So. Um, Make sure to give that balance of grace um, and acknowledging, I'm sure this exists in other industries, but just acknowledging that grace of what the personality of a person might be. But um, for the people who deal with the isms, it's kind of annoying to go into networking events and then, to, you know, I'm a black, I'm black and I'm a woman, but there's the uh, addition of ageism where I look 10 years younger than I actually am. And so even when I'm in conversation with people, they don't ask me the same questions I ask them. Uh, I feel like they assume that I'm a student and so, or that I'm not old enough to accomplish anything. And so there's often times where either people don't come up to me or um, I feel like because I look young or if I'm in a conversation with them, they're not even asking me, what do you do? Like. That's the most basic question, but there's so many times that where I have not gotten that question, and I sometimes because it, it's been in in groups of black people as well, so I feel like, do I look too young to have done anything? Like I have a job, please ask me about it. <laughs> there's just so many isms, and then my voice is very light, so that adds to people thinking I'm younger than I actually am. So yeah just respect people as people and then just ask them their story there could be a 13 year old that's going through a life of turmoil so just because you're a certain age doesn't mean you haven't accomplished anything you haven't gone through anything you don't have anything to say so as a resolution i am trying to learn to balance it and find the times when i'm okay with it and the times when i'm not okay with it um i don't think for me personally the topic of invisibility isn't always a negative it's just how i decide to live my life sometimes but there are times when i find it acceptable and then there are times when i find it unacceptable and so in the unacceptable times it's just about making sure that i'm not putting myself in that position to be invisible or making sure i can see it and have strategies against it I would like to take the time to address the idea in our society that people who are doing great things know that they're doing great things. Like, 
they be knowing but when you're constantly doing these things and nobody ever acknowledges it you kind of get in your head a bit and so there's this idea that people who are hard workers self-starters or the people who are going to do it anyway don't need that acknowledgement or that praise and a lot of times they don't but don't just assume whether because a lot of children deal with this where they're the best um they're the the child that the parent doesn't have to worry about so then the parent does not acknowledge that they're always doing what they're supposed to be doing and then that goes into adulthood where whether it's a coworker, somebody you're managing or somebody in a volunteer organization or something like that like acknowledge people for what they're doing don't just assume that because they're always moving and shaking and doing great things that they are receiving that because if you're not doing it and you see it then why do you think other people are doing it <laughs> um and it's not a matter of like needing it it's just that when you're in a space where you're constantly doing these things in different areas and nobody's saying anything you sometimes i mean you have the will to keep going and stuff like that because it's it, it's from inside of you but it's like are am i really are these actually great things because i mean i think it's a good idea but nobody's saying it, it's a good idea and not from an ego standpoint it's just like you you want to be effective and so you don't want to continue creating things that people don't want and so you people are consuming it but are they consuming it because it's good so yeah i'd be thinking this stuff <laughs> i also think that the need changes with your circumstances um like in the past several years i've been giving a thousand percent but not every time like people act like they see it and so it's a matter of needing something that you haven't always needed because before maybe you were doing it on a small scale so, or you're only doing it for yourself so that is not needed but when you're doing things on a larger scale for uh, a multitude of people um having that reassurance that you're on the right track is beneficial for a lot of people lastly i do want to share this revelation that i recently had so i have this thing personally where you know i go to all these conferences i go to all these networking events and all this stuff and so you meet a lot of people but for some reason i've convinced myself that i am not memorable so i remember who people are but i don't introduce myself or i don't say hi to them again because i'm like oh they don't remember who i am though and so um that's not even based in any logic it's just an overthinker who thinks your way into stupidity <laughs> um but something that i recently realized is that that can come off as standoffish or being rude because this person on the other side knows that you've met before and then you're not inter like you're not saying hi to them so they're like oh they're stuck up when in your head it's like you've unfortunately convinced yourself that you're not important enough or you're not memorable or um, that people are just not going to remember meeting you and so if you do that stop um that's something i'm trying to stop doing because 
Um, I'm not a mean person and uh, I don't want people to think I'm mean, but there's some actions that you do by accident that would be portrayed as uh, being mean. Um, so if you have that same thought, uh, please realize that you are a memorable person. Um, and even if people don't remember you, you remember them. That, that shows that you care to them. So um, go up to that person. Hey, we, we met last year. We met at this thing. Nice to see you again. So that's something that's a recent realization, something that I'm working on. Side note, um, mini tangent. I realized that people calling me mean, which is mind-boggling mind because I've gotten that from people I have not actually been mean to. Like I had an old coworker who called me mean and then I asked him, have I ever been mean to you? No. Have you ever seen me be mean to someone else? No. So why are you calling me mean? He had no answer. <laughs> so there's like, uh, I realized that there's like, I've realized that people calling me mean is from either um, the patriarchy <laughs> or uh, people living in an extroverted society and being an introvert. So for example, when I was younger, because I was the girl, I was made to be the babysitter of my nieces and nephews. But if you use personality, my twin brother would have been the perfect babysitter. But also if you use logic, because he was not the most responsible teenager, it would have been both of us. So I could have been the person who makes sure that the house is not burned down. And he could have been the person to play with these little kids. Because I was like, I was a very quiet person, so I didn't like noise. So then if I babysat my nieces and nephews and they're making noise, I just want them to be quiet, but they're children. They're like four <laughs> or two or something like that. They're not gonna be quiet. <laughs> and so because of the patriarchy, girls are the babysitters and then, but I'm stuck being a babysitter when personality-wise, my twin brother would have been a ba better babysitter, but also logic, I am the more responsible one at that time so it made sense in some instances but um being called mean because i just wanted my nieces and nephews to kind of sit down and be quiet that's i was an introvert i don't like noise <laughs> and then there's this idea of forcing me to talk um and me rebelling against it means that i'm mean but in actuality i'm just a quiet person i don't and i didn't need to talk there's definitely places to grow when it comes to being an introvert in this society, but I don't think the solution is making introverts become extroverts. I feel like we need to accept both types of people, including ambiverts, the whole spectrum um, in tangent. <laughs> so if there's anyone out there that has this weird struggle with invisibility, know that you're not alone. Um, unite separately. <laughs> So I want you to like so I know it's real, comment and tell me how you feel, subscribe to Seal the Deal, and sign up for post notifications to show your zeal. And I'll see you in the next video. Peace.